Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of Marketing Corner. And in today's episode, we are going to discuss, again, another big debate that we see on LinkedIn and we hear from our mentees and our advisory boards, in-house versus agency. So when it comes to team members and projects, what do you prefer, having someone in-house or hiring an agency? So, Casper, uh, I'm going to kick it over to you uh, to let me know what you what you think. Yeah, definitely. I've actually changed position on this. Very recently, I have, I have changed it even more so. I think it was um, Rand Fishkin, the former like uh, Wizard of Moss or Wizard CEO, SEO Wizard. Right? Super smart guy. Go follow him if you don't. I used to be super skeptical of agencies. I used to be like 100% in-house. Nothing goes to agencies. Like we do everything ourselves. And then he said, he used to be the same. And he said, maybe that's not the best way to do things. And then he uh, he alluded to, hey, we are SEO company. Like they do SEO. That doesn't mean we're good at Facebook ads. And maybe if we shift our focus and just get, we know what we want from Facebook, but we can just say, we can explain explicitly what we want from the agency then maybe that's good enough and then we don't need to invest more in it. And I think that perspective changed changed my perspective a little bit. Mm -hmm. So to, to give a give a kind of an idea, I still believe a lot of things should be in-house and there are definitely things that are better to do externally than others. Uh, for United Fintech, uh, let's use that as an example. I have two things today that is being run by agencies. So one of them is the SEO link building part. Mm -hmm. So... It's very popular these days to also outsource the content marketing, but I've chosen not to do that. So uh, we outsource the link building part because link building for me is a perfect example of something that's really good to outsource. And maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm always here to learn. But um, but in my opinion, that's a, that's a perfect example because like link building requires a network, right? Like you have these networks for people you can reach out to sites and say, hey, uh, uh, you pay me, I pay you, we share links and it's good because you also have other sites that you can offer them in return and stuff. So these like whole, it's the same with press releases. We actually have three agencies. Same with press relations, right? Because like uh, sometimes you need to know the journalists at the right places and keeping that momentum and knowing them can, mm -hmm. is not an in, typically not a, an easy thing to do while you're in-house. Because it's not like we don't want to share too many links on our site. Like it's not like we're selling space on our site so we can't offer them anything return except for money so so link building is specifically something we've outsourced and that's working really well we did the same at templify when i was there and i think that that part um i think that's correct uh we also today have a website development so our entire website then that means the actual coding uh, so right now we also get the design because we kind of have a little bottleneck on design, but I don't think that's the last thing forever. But right now it's both design, a little bit design, and, and also website development. So producing WordPress modules and coding, the whole thing, uh, tying everything, tying the room together. That's the thing we're getting outsourced as well. That's the a thing I am planning to eventually move in-house though. I don't want to do that forever, but sometimes it's it's by far the easiest way to get started. Cause, mm -hmm. um, and I think that brings me to my point. Uh, around this uh, agency versus in-house sometimes you when you buy into an agency the benefit is also that you buy into multiple capabilities in one person or you cut down on hours because like you pay more per hour so you get less working hours but you get more capabilities so the website development well let's say I buy 30 hours per month well that can be five design uh, five project management and 20 development okay mm -hmm. wow then then it's kind of like 
I would need to go to three different places to get some of that stuff, right? Maybe project mm-hmm. development, project management is a little bit different, maybe. But, but you get my point. What, what's your take on it, uh, Jen? Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm as as usual. I'm pretty much aligned with you. I think it depends on first your size. It depends on the task, how repetitive it is, and it depends on your capabilities, right? Like, like you, we outsource our link building. We outsource all of that. So we have someone who keeps an eye on it. We have an actual live human being who communicates with these other links and gives them the content that they want, but that is all facilitated through a third-party agency for us because they can do it much faster and much better than we can. Um, We have a PR agency, shout out to Fire on the Hill, but they have all the contacts in the media that we can't get. That's their career is, is fostering these relationships that we simply can't get. We, I have worked in places where designers have been freelance. I have not liked it personally, because I think that your brand is incredibly important. And I think training someone over and over again and what your brand is, is time consuming, whereas as in a freelancer. So we've tried using like Fiverr, Upwork and things like that for branding. And that doesn't work very well in my experience because it's better to have someone in-house. There's also the concern of turnaround time. It's very rare that we can say to someone in four weeks time, we're going to need something. Sometimes something happens and it's like, we need this now. Can you get this for me today? That's a lot easier to do with an in-house designer than if you have an agency externally. And also we had our website for a long time was managed by an agency in terms of building it, maintaining it and things like that. And we actually at Dixa hired internally a web developer in the marketing team who, um, shout out to Michael Muller. He's amazing. Lots of shout outs in this episode, but no, it was amazing to have someone in the marketing team who can code. And they go onto the website and they're like, oh, this isn't working. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. And he can fix it right away. Whereas when we did that with an agency, we created a ticket. They would log the ticket. They would find the people. And meanwhile, we're going, our speed is down. We're having trouble with, uh, you know, four or four pages. There's links broken. There's things that need to be fixed right away. And it's nice when you have the resources, when you have the capabilities to have that in-house. I think that that's a, it's a really great thing to have someone in-house who can make those changes very, very quickly. 100%. Yeah. I totally agree. I think, I think, uh, and, and, and it's good, like, cause you, you, you play the other side of the coin here, right? Like, uh, I would love to be able to do that. Right. But it's also, uh, sometimes, uh, an agency finds itself or uh, I've never worked for an agency, but okay. We had a website project. That was a pretty big thing, but now we have a bunch of ad hoc stuff along the way and it's not it's still not at the level. Yes, we could probably, I would say we probably could now, but at least a few months ago, at least it wasn't at the level where I would say it justified a full-time employee. I think that's the Mm -hmm. important part sometimes as well, is that if you're not like, let's use website development. If you need a, like I need a few modules per month, I need like, and I spend, let's say 30 hours again or 20 hours. Well, that's not a full-time position. That's like not Mm -hmm. barely a part-time position, right? Could you find other tasks? Definitely. But again, priorities, right? And like, uh, maybe maybe that's not what you want to do. So so I think agencies also in that sense fill sometimes the role, the gap Mm -hmm. between moving in-house because i also want to i've god i would love to have someone a front-ender next to me be able to do it and i think we're going to do that uh quite soon or not maybe not it's this okay maybe not this year to be honest but <laughs> but, but but i would love to do that right and i, I think it bring up a really good point there uh, absolutely and actually when it comes to website one of the things that we've seen now is there's so much for him to do that we were looking into hiring a website project manager to help prioritize all the things of the website, because you're also, you know, there's always going to be sales want landing pages, product want landing pages. They want to create, you know, a UX UI forum that has its own website. So there's always going to be things, you know, as you grow and you realize what you could be capable of. 
Um, so we actually got to the point where we were thinking of hiring someone to help manage all of the web projects that were coming in. So we had an agency build the website, right? And they did the whole revamp. They did all of that because they do have a lot. They have the designers, they have the coders, they have everything. But once it was built, he came in and he maintains it and he tweaks it. And if we say, hey, this purple's a little too dark, he can go in there and change it for us. So he helps us maintain it. One thing that I love outsourcing is um, voiceovers. <laughs> when we were at, um, for example, at Plan Day, we would do um, videos all the time, you know, explainer videos and, and things like that. And the time we would spend trying to make a soundproof box using foam and you know, trying to get the sound right and trying to get the script right and how much it would take out of our day. I can go to Upwork and I can find a professional voiceover artist, give them a script, and I have a beautifully crisp, emotive, you know, great sounding audio clip in two days. So I think if you're doing videos, oh, and I, speaking of sound, I just want to do a little shout out. You can't see it, but we got microphone. I got a microphone, y'all. Hey, uh, shout out to Anamondo. They were like, we love your podcast, but your sound is terrible. Can you please take this microphone? So thank you very much. But um, yeah, so I think there's some things that you can outsource all the time and no need to use in-house resources. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I think uh, I think it's some some good examples. I think a video production like for larger projects is also something uh, I've outsourced a bunch of times for doing about to do it now. Just hired an agency to do our what I call our purpose brand video. I can't really figure out what what to call it but whatever but the big video the one that talks about who like shows the world who we are what we do mm-hmm. that video and then eventually i want to insource it uh in-house it uh, that's something we did very right at templify and i was super i just abused it it's like hey every time we have blog post let's do a video <laughs> like every time mm-hmm. we have some cool material hey let's do a video so I, I abused it and it works so well so so that's i've also learned uh, the side of like what what the benefit of having someone do video all the time but also like it's a good point of saying like do you have enough work for someone to be full-time mm-hmm. doing video right like ooh. yeah no i absolutely and we were in a very similar position where we had outsourced it when i was at plan day and we were doing so many videos that we brought someone in-house shout out to Raphael. he's amazing but he would you know and he was very good at the videos and he could also do animations and, and things like that and and that was again we could turn to him and go this great thing just happened can we get a video done within the week Whereas maybe for an agency, we would have a lot harder time. But another thing that we outsource, so I personally, I like to also maintain um, Google ads accounts and and kind of the ads accounts. I like to keep that in-house because again, I think maybe I'm a little bit of a control freak in that sense, but I like to be able to keep my eye on it. I want to keep my eye on spend. I want to be able to create ads and, and things like that. Having said that, when you start to globalize and you start to go, excuse me, localize and you go to other countries... I do like to outsource that kind of Google, maintaining Google ads. For example, when we went into doc and we've talked about breaking into doc in a previous episode, when we talked about uh, translating your website, we use local language um, agencies to maintain our, at least our Google ads in those, in those regions. Um, Cause they're a lot more up to date on keywords and things like that. So I don't know what you do in that sense when it comes to your ads. We've never done it, but uh, I see it time and time again. So it's, it's not like it's not something new. Personally, like uh, I think um, let, let's go into paid ads because I think that that's kind of what mm-hmm. we're talking here. And like, I think that's a very, very, very interesting topic on in-house versus agency there. I would go so far to say whenever there's creative creativity involved, that means Facebook, that means LinkedIn. That does not mean Google Ads. 
all things, all due respect to Google Ads, there's a lot of creativity, don't get me wrong, but it's not a creative space. It's not depending on creatives from the company, right? Like you kind of set some stuff and then you optimize it, right? And these days it's almost like you get Google to optimize it for you. Yes, I'm, I'm simplifying, but that's kind of my point. Creative stuff, I would be super scared of outsourcing. I, I know a few agency owners in Denmark and one of the things they keep saying to me, and I've seen this myself because I get this like all every week, like multiple times a week, is that people don't want my like yes they do sometimes they do want my help to hey can you help us with linkedin but what they actually do is want my advice on like mm-hmm. how do we do linkedin paid ads and then they i teach them or show them or that's what they want and typically that's that's a better solution and these agency owners they sell a lot more sparring than they used to it used to be back in the day they would be like you're hiring an agency to do everything related to linkedin or facebook or whatever it is these days they're like okay we want to hire you for five hours every month to help help us optimize our LinkedIn mm-hmm. and, and to pick think, your brains kind of thing. Yes, to pick our brains. Like mm. what can we do optimizations? Cause you have to respect that people who do LinkedIn every day, they're super good at like all the, they should be at least right. Pretty good at optimizations. Like what can we do? Small hacks, but the problem and where, where the, the, for me, especially in like stuff where you and I are in B2B software sales stuff, the product knowledge is so lacking, right? Like yes. it's so hard to do anything about I am. I, I invest in my agency. I invest in the agency learning my product. Like whenever I, mm-hmm. I literally take them and say, "Hey, here's a, I'm gonna pay for you guys to sit and listen to me talk about what we do, stuff like that, <laughs> like uh, product uh, sessions and stuff like that." I even, even when you do that, they will never be as good as you or the, your team mm-hmm. around the product. It's just not. It's not possible. It's and it's unrealistic to expect that. I think that's the point too, right? You can't expect that your agency knows your product as well as you do. So whenever there's some creative stuff involved, I would rather say, okay, let's get some sparring on the technical side, but creative side, we should be able to do ourselves. Yes, maybe Mm -hmm. you can get some input on like, sometimes these big brand campaigns, it's good to have someone from the outside look at things. I really, I actually respect that a lot. But, mm-hmm. but for your everyday <clears throat> Facebook management, LinkedIn management, I, 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 I'm not going to do it. I'm, I don't see me, myself doing it. We did have an agency for Google Ads and Templify eventually. And mm-hmm. I, I think that was a perfect example of uh, why you should do it sometimes. Because uh, I was the one managing it, but I also managed everything else, right? <laughs> like back yeah. then I managed all And it can be a full-time job. You know, yeah, Google suck. and paid ads can be a full-time job or are full-time jobs. Especially job, so. when at the spend level we got to, right? Like, <clears> yes, <throat> if you're spending $10,000 a month, you, you can manage a bunch of channels without, without like, missing the beat too much. But once you're spending uh, three digits or, or six digits, I mean, uh, well, okay, then you really need to optimize it a lot, right? You need to be yeah. on it a lot more, uh, at least in my opinion, right? We decided, and I couldn't do that, so we could either hire an in-house or get an agency to optimize our solution and then get an in-house but then we got the agency to optimize our like setup but then we never got rid of them because it was good and, and if it works that's great i think one of my gripes with um using an agency for things like google ads is the pricing structure because a lot of agencies you'll find they charge you a percentage of your spend that's kind of I how hate that and hate my that. job is to spend as little as possible and make as much as possible you know so it is it in the agency's best interest to help me save money no, because they're going to make less money. So it kind of it's, is counterintuitive to what I'm hiring them to do. Exactly. And so that's totally where, yeah, I mean, I've used agencies before because we found agencies were like flat rate. This is what we'll charge you per month. Great. But a lot of agencies, and this is something for all you new 
newer marketers or one person armies, keep an eye out for this because if they're charging you a percentage of the spend, it is in their interest to make you spend as much as possible. And yep. that's not what you're hiring them to do. So um, that's exactly. that's and, one of my and, gripes and of using an agency. Incentive structures, if they're moving the wrong direction, they always have a tendency to do that. Exactly that. Mm -hmm. right? Because they uh, want to make sure I they totally, make their I money. I totally agree. Yeah. It's the same le like reason why you never trust Google recommendations, right? Google <laughs> exactly. has an incentive to make you spend more. So mm -hmm. try not to listen too much. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, exactly. And one thing I wanted to ask you, actually, content. Mm -hmm. So I've been in situations where we have outsourced content. And then because content is super important, super overworked, but tends to be under-resourced and understaffed. But what we found was outsourcing content all the time was a bit of a nightmare because the content manager is constantly having to rewrite everything. So one of the things that we started doing when we were very understaffed was we joined a content platform. We joined con Contently, Contently, content Contently. I'm not sure where the accent goes on that, but Contently, Contently. And what's cool with what we did there is our content manager would write the skeleton, would write kind of a brief summary. This is what it needs to contain. These are the key points and give it to this agency. And then they would beef it up and then give it to her again to to double check. And that was a way that we were able to scale our content. But what are your thoughts about agency versus in-house for content, especially when you need to scale at such a fast rate? I used to be super judgmental about these things. I'm not anymore. So so I, You've gotten I, soft in your old I, age, Casper. soft on this. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm wrong here. But 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 I think it's only totally fine if, if, if you have had right purpose. Like uh, we use freelancers for blog production, right? Give them very extensive uh, briefs and keywords and all these kind of things are super, our, our head of content Simone is amazing so she's like providing them all these like almost two pages worth of briefs per blog post it's like almost a blog itself right? <laughs> like it's kind of crazy <laughs> but but my point is like uh, we do freelance that's freelancers technically another form of agency right so um so for content mm -hmm. production essentially so so I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm for it I think it's always important to like if it's something that's related to your product then, then that's always um, where I'm a little bit hesitant. Let's say, yeah. but let's say they, they need to do a guide on, I don't know, uh, we're, we're about to produce a guide on wealth management. Let's do that. That's an example, right? Wealth management. Do they need to be experts on wealth management to do a guide on it? No, they probably just need like, here, here's the things we should, we from our perspective, inside, in-house, we should, the structure, we can help let get them to the structure. Like you should get into this, this, and this, these are important parts because we know the space. But what they write in between, we can double check, and if they have some good writers, they can get there, right? So, so, so I'm I'm quite open to that, and usually can that can actually work out pretty well. Like it's not, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. No, so. that's a really good point. And the last one I wanted to mention, I know I already mentioned PR, but one thing that we have had a lot of success with is and we talked a little bit about this in our social selling episode, making sure that your C level, especially, are very active on social media. Now, I cannot expect my CEO as busy as he is to constantly be doing LinkedIn updates, to constantly be tweeting, to constantly be active on social media, getting involved in conversations. But we know how important that is to build the profile of the company. And so we have also used our PR agency to take over the social accounts for our C-level, um, to cool. get involved mm -hmm. in conversations, to comment on people's posts. And because it's an agency that we work with for a long time, they know our voice, they know our mm -hmm. space, they know what kind of conversations we want to be having. And that really helps take everything up a notch because it makes us very visible. It really raises our global brand awareness without requiring my CEO, who's already probably doing 
20 hour days uh, to also be tweeting, you know? (laughs) So that's another thing to think about um, for, for outsourcing. I, I I've never done that, but but I, mm-hmm. I can I can see the case for it, right? Um, yep. Actually, I mean, it's funny because like my first <clears throat> real marketing job, so to speak, was a trust pilot, right? And I was supposed to I was a social media manager, so I do a lot of social media monitoring. This was way back when you could track so much good stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I remember one of the things I had was a tool, a tool I think called TweetDeck. I haven't used it since, but where you could have mm. multiple different Twitter profiles in one view, mm. and then you could manage them. So I managed the sea levels uh, Twitters back then. The Twitters. Back now, I would argue, were my hours uh, worth our why if we put into it? Probably not. But that's <laughs> Casper getting smarter. But that's how I learned it back then, at least. So. Nice <clears throat> summary: in-house versus agency. If it's Prod- huh? Depends. Yeah. Depends. The end. Bye. See you next Bye. week. <laughs> <laughs> we both agree. Uh, in, if it's very product specific, brand yeah. specific, keep it in house. If it's repetitive and um, takes up a lot of time and someone else can do it for you, definitely agency. Um, and yeah, if there's some kind of technical skill, regional knowledge or something like that, it's probably better to get an agency who knows that particular market or knows website development or something like that. Try to um, keep the creativity within your own space, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. at least that's my take. That's what I've seen. Technical skills are extremely awesome to get from the outside, like, because uh, that's technical. Like, and sometimes people are, if they sit and do it every day, they're probably better technical, technical cares engineers essentially right than you are at the technical side of things uh so uh so so try to focus on outsourcing that part instead of the creative part agreed cool Cool. and good luck yeah thanks everyone thanks for listening bye see you next week bye